is, quote, acting out, right? Like in adolescents or children or adults, uh, access to, uh, you know, borderline personality disorder adults act out, correct? What are they acting out? They're acting out their unconscious instincts. In other words, masculine or feminine instincts expressed, just blasted out into the world, unfiltered, unchecked, undirected by the character structure are destructive, right? Because they are bent on just two things, survive and reproduce. So of course, those are selfish things of necessity because they're for the purpose of the creature surviving. So they are selfish. They're survivalist. They're not pro-social. The instincts by themselves, unchecked, unfettered, unfiltered, undirected, are not pro-social. They only can be pro-social by way of the character structure that is always maturing, we hope. See? So So the reason I'm saying this is this is the scientific rebuttal to the very existence of this term toxic masculinity that's so destructive to male patients and depressogenic and suicidogenic. Um, the, the rebuttal is there's no such thing as a toxic anything that is innate or immutable as a trait. So there is no toxic masculinity. There is no toxic femininity. There's no toxic anything except for the character. So the, a, the, the, a true scientific synonym for the word toxic is an old word. It's not necessary for us to rebrand all of these old established words. It's narcissism. That's what the word toxic means. It means narcissistic. So when we say toxic masculinity, it's not the masculinity that's toxic. It's the individual single man that we've identified to be narcissistic. That's what's toxic. It's that individual. Their gender has nothing to do with how narcissistic they are. Because as we all know from self-psychology, Kernberg and Kohut, we know that all human beings ever born, male or female or whatever, are narcissistic. We're all narcissistic to at least some degree. See? So if you follow that, that's the scientific rebuttal to anything toxic. It just means narcissistic. And it has nothing to do with the immutable trait. It's similar to being a bully on a on a schoolyard playground and saying, you know, calling somebody fat or calling somebody stupid and then attaching their name to the insult. It, it's, it's nothing more than bullying. Yeah. All right. So um, this is worth looking up at some point. It's uh, these are brand new concepts. They're about bias. Um, uh, there's alpha bias, uh, which is a tendency to highlight, amplify a difference in two data sets. 
such as sex differences. Beta bias is minimizing differences. And those are long, long-term existent um, concepts in research. But the authors, Martin Seeger, John Barry, uh, Louise Lydon, they've identified a third and fourth kind of bias. The third kind of bias is called gamma bias. And that's what we see occurring in uh, the media uh, when it um, bashes all males of the species. It's maximizing a difference that enables the bullying kind of language and minimizes the differences that would rebut the bullying kind of language. Okay. I can't get into how exactly it works here, but it's worth you Googling and learning about uh, gamma bias and delta bias. Um, uh, we talked about suicide statistics. Uh, that's Chris Cornell for music lovers. 78% uh, completed suicide by males. And let's see, what do I want to get into down here? Uh, what are benefits of studying uh, sex and gender differences? Um, you can make your treatments very fine-tuned, you know, very specific to the given individual. Um, there are small but significant differences between males and females. Small but significant. Um, for example, you sociologically see 90% uh, of dirty jobs are done by males, you know, being a plumber, miner, uh, you know, firefighter, soldier, uh, combat soldier, um, fighter pilot. Um, you see 90% of the incarcerated uh, of criminals are male, right? So there's this huge, uh, huge sociological uh, uh, outcome caused by very small genetic difference between the two. And there's a danger to the one size fits all approach, you know, which we've already discussed to some degree. Like you might get a male patient who's high, high in uh, um, agreeableness on the big five and high in neuroticism. And they're a perfect patient for CBT with you because they're an individual who happens to qualify in that way. So we don't want to do one size fits all, even in the, um, male psychology approach to things. Let's see. I talked about this earlier. Uh, I believe personality is different from gender. I think gender is reptilian brain. Personality is mammalian and higher brain. Uh, Martin Seeger, John Barry, they like using the word archetype to juxtapose against the word stereotype. Stereotypes are a sociology principle um, for controlling group behavior, let's say, and shaming, whereas archetypes are a Jungian concept that they are universal, inborn, and biologically determined, and then ripples into the psychology. Okay. So, so from a theory standpoint, this is Gene Shinoda Bolin here. We talked about 
toxic means narcissistic. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity or toxic anything if it's an immutable trait. So let's see, I need to go down here. Here we go. Okay. So so from a from a theory standpoint, the best way to understand um, masculine psychology, feminine psychology, and probably evolutionary psychology in these new in in this new field is uh, that if you were to combine uh, the very old school of Jungian psychology with the very with the very new school of evolutionary psychology, that a synthesis of those two would actually come close to a deep understanding of the, the function of what are masculine instincts and what are feminine instincts. So, so Freud and Jung meets Darwin is, is probably the best synthesis for you to understand those two schools of thought. And Jung came out of Freud, of course. So Freudian psychoanalysis and Jungian psychoanalysis would be good to learn and juxtapose against the very modern evolutionary psychology, which is just a exploding field in, in research. We talked about libido in Freud's definition, life force. It's not just sex, it's passion. It's vitality. It's feeling alive. Its opposite is shame, which is also rage. And rage is the response to being shamed. <laughs>